Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Gold and Steel podcast with your hosts, myself, Ian, and my co-host, JP. We're coming at you straight after Game 4 of the Vegas Winnipeg series. And uh, yes, even me in the UK managed to watch the game live. The world is all good. So, JP, well, we'll get into the game straight away. We might as well. Hell of a Game 4, and the Knights fan base must be buzzing. Oh, yeah, man. I got to say, I'm... I'm so tired already, man. Play, playoff hockey is so nerve wracking, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and and our in this series, we've only had one game that was like a serious, serious nail biter. But even tonight, uh, the th- you know the Jets made a period out of it. The third period, for sure, it was a close game. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice fan base is is really happy, and I think it's fantastic that the team actually has a chance to possibly finish this thing off in five games. I mean, it's amazing. That, that'd be fantastic. It, it would be mm-hmm. such a boost. And it makes me laugh, right? Because we always talk about the fact that um, the rest of the NHL kind of doesn't like Vegas. I'm being slightly mm-hmm. polite here. Um, the Vegas fan base will probably word this slightly differently. But there's, a, there's an yeah. amount of, I'm going to call it jealousy, because I think that's what it is, really. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, certainly if you're a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, look at what we had for an expansion draft against what these guys had, right? Fine. Sure. Yeah. But the way in which this, and I watched all of Game 4, and I've watched most of the games. So thank you, uh, Via Play, who's the uh, people that do the NHL games. They got the playoffs right, because they're all there, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I've watched pretty much mm-hmm. all the games. And game three, ironically, was the one that we didn't have on in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. But in game four, I watched it all three periods. So then to see people online say that Vegas were lucky, I was thinking, what game are you watching, boys? Because yeah. you could argue that for any of the games because you've had things like Connor Hellebuck, which we'll go into in a minute. But I thought Vegas had a good, solid game. I, I agree with you. I think the third period was probably the weakest period for Vegas. But they were mm-hmm. in a position... And me and you were WhatsApping each other while the game was on. And they were in a position where they needed that other goal. They needed that yeah. cushion because mm-hmm. it was getting it was getting squeaky bum time. It was getting tight. Players start gripping their sticks a little bit harder. Everybody knows sure. what game four statistically, and I had to get some stats in there somewhere, guys. You know what I'm like, um, is is the most important game in the series. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it tends to be the one that swings a series, uh, right. you know, positively or negatively. So and the players know this. They know what going 3-1 up in a series means. So I'm not surprised that Vegas contracted a little bit in the third period. But they held on. They got the job done. Um, I was very impressed with LB, uh, which I wasn't after the first couple of games. I was After game one, I was nearly going to message you saying, you know, are they going to have to make a choice on the goalie here in yeah. terms of his performance? Right. And and to be fair, like they stuck with him and he's he's come good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I and mean, knowing that up the other end of the ice, you've got Connor Hellebuck, who is insane. And we were saying yeah. just before we came on, on air, that save, man, in I think it was game two mm-hmm. um, from Hellebuck, where he caught that one-timer from Stone. Like that mm-hmm. was just filthy. Like he should not have saved that anyway, but that may be one of and the people are going to hate me saying this i don't really care it's fine you can say ah oh, it's just a brit he doesn't know anything um but that's one of the best saves i've ever seen in, in all yeah. the nhl games i've watched the ability to save it the hand and eye coordination that needs is insane if that was flurry or you know um you know 
any goalie that was in like an elite level, Shostakov, Vasilevsky, people would have been screaming about that save. Okay, yeah, but to save it and then stop himself from actually just going into the net with it, which is which is basically yeah. he did, but he just like kept his hand out. Is uh-huh. in, I mean, Stone couldn't believe it. Stone really thought it was in, you know, for a good four, three, you know, three, four seconds. I had to see two or three replays from different yeah. angles to so that it was clear to me what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. they sh- they showed a couple angles, and I'm like, well, it looks like he fell into the net with the puck. With Where's it, yeah. the puck? Where is it? And and it was finally there was one angle that they showed where you could see that he kind of hooked his arm around the post to keep mm-hmm. the glove hand was in the glove hand, right? It's glove hand, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he hooked hooked his glove arm around the post. You know, it, clearly with intent, knowing mm-hmm. like this is how I'm going to keep the puck out of the net. Like it's a it's and it that happens so quickly. Like that's a lot of finely tuned instinct and um by the way i was at game one that's the only mm-hmm. game i've gone to uh obviously we only had two game, two home games so far i'm not gonna be able to go thursday but uh yep. it's funny I brought, I brought a friend of mine uh to the game and we have this ongoing joke it's almost like a curse he's been to a couple games with me and Sometimes if he comes to my house, we'll we'll watch the game if it's on. They always lose when he's watching, and he jokes about that. <laughs> and so we go to this yeah. playoff game, and like we're walking out, and he looks at me, you know. And the Knights obviously got got whooped in game one; they got totally spanked. They, they he looks at me on the way out of the arena, and he says, "So, do the Knights actually win games?" Or <laughs> and we both had a laugh. I'm like, "Yeah, they're the t- top seed in the Western Conference." He's like, "I know, I see that. I see that the stats say that, but." He's like, they kind of got manhandled tonight. And I'm like, yeah, they did. But I explained to him, you know, that hockey's a funny thing. I'm like, look, hockey's a funny thing. The Knights could very well come back and win the next four. And that's what we're seeing, right? They've won. They won three straight. Uh, For me, game one was, I feel like they worked really hard to win the division and and to get the top seed in the conference. And I feel like there was a little bit of a letdown. I feel like they came into that game and they weren't quite ready. They were slightly overconfident, maybe not quite ready for what it was going to take, a little complacent. And then once you're chasing the game, like once you're down by a goal or two and you're at home, you're a little rattled. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's, it spiraled, right? It snowballed out of control pretty quickly. Um, it did. But they but didn't help that, themselves. It, you know, no. I, I felt like, you know, I, I'm not blaming Brossois for the, for the first game. Like he's not, he's not to blame. I, I felt he had a bad game by his he standards. Did recently mm-hmm. i wouldn't say standards overall because he, he has been hit and miss but you know he's been playing very well which is why he got the start and he's been played fantastic in in some of the other games um since mm-hmm. then but he didn't have his best game and yeah. i felt the knights just they kept creating problems for themselves you know a little bit of what i saw in the third period uh, well i say yesterday yesterday for me well this morning actually for me last night or the tonight for you um and it, it was just it was about poor puck management so just mm-hmm. like constantly giving the puck away, especially in the neutral zone, you could see Cassidy going nuts because yeah. he knew this was costing them because they couldn't change lines because they weren't mm-hmm. able to hold the puck in Winnipeg zone for enough time to be able to make nice, easy transitions into the new lines. It was, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was just, it was just bad. It was a bad game for them. But yeah. if you're going to have a bad game, I'd rather it be game one than game seven. So, you know, sure. it's one of those. There's a, there's a lot going on in game one, too. And you never want to make excuses, but but these are things that I think the fans probably didn't think about a lot. Okay, so game one. It's Mark Stone's first hockey game 
in how long? He's just come off a of back surgery. So his first hockey game is is the first game in game one of the playoffs, right? So there's got to be a little jitters there. Um, mm-hmm. Jack, It's Jack Eichel's first playoff game ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. He's a pro. He's obviously settled in. He's heating up just fine. But you can't tell me <laughs> yes. there weren't some jitters there. He's never played in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then... You know, you got half the half the team, the all the young guys. It's their first playoff game ever, right? Mm-hmm. The only guys who are probably super calm, and it was Brossois' first playoff game too. I think wasn't. It? I don't think he's ever. So if it, if it wasn't, it was certainly his first game as a starter, like that. Yeah, as a starter, exactly. So, you know, I think I think there's probably little jitters in the first period. You know, sometimes when you're at home, there's more pressure, right? You want to do well for the fans. It's amped. I think all those things kind of came together and. Um, you know, and then, like I said, you, that was enough for Winnipeg to gain the advantage. And then yep. once you're chasing the game, you know how that goes. Cause you have to stretch once you're chasing the game, That's you have it. to stretch, you have to take more risks. And when you take those risks, you open yourself up to more defensive lapses. And as I recall two, the last two or three of Winnipeg's goals were, were clearly situations. The Knights were pressing. Right, and then they they open themselves well, up in the back, and then Winnipeg could kind of hammer the nail home. You that's know? it, and you know it's like when they get some empty net. I, I mean, playoff games can easily go from two one, three one to then Real like six one because yeah, exactly you know you've got nothing yeah. to lose. There's no there's no aggregate score. There's no you know mm-hmm. goal difference like you get in some like legs or group series like in soccer and stuff. You just right. got to go for the win. You the have w to get and, the win. And, Period. And that's yeah. it. And you just throw everything at it. And if it means you let a few more, I mean, I'd rather lose seven one and try than lose two one and have like held back. You know what I mean? Or three one. Um, so right. I thought that was exactly. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't put a lot of stock in the uh, in the score line. I, it just concerned me the turnovers. But to be yeah. fair, then I watched game two and straight away I was thinking, well, they're playing better. You know, and they, and they were playing better with the puck. Though it was it was a it was a more Vegas style performance that I'm kind of used to seeing. So I was, mm-hmm. I knew from game two, they were in a good place. My concern was Hellebuck. I thought Hellebuck might steal, and he had, look, he's been fantastic. I think this series wouldn't be anywhere near as close as it is without it. Morrissey is a big loss for, for Winnipeg. Shifley, yeah. you know, whether or not he's, I know he, he went down injured. I didn't see it. And whether it was talked about in the intermissions, I don't know whether or not Shifley has came back into the game. Um, later on, like, I can't recall. I, I don't, yeah, I said, I don't. I, from memory, I don't think I didn't remember seeing him anyway, and I knew they had to shuffle yeah. the lines around. Um, mm-hmm. But he, you know, he would be a massive loss for them. But at three one now, it's it's really. I mean, it sounds obvious, but it's it's Vegas is to lose. Um, mm-hmm. I think the home thing though is a good point. There is a lot of pressure playing at home, uh, but clearly yeah. the reason why Vegas lost is because your friend went to the game. So um, <laughs> what's uh, what's your friend's <laughs> name? Uh, Bronson and uh, okay, so he, Bronson from he, Bronson. the Golden Steel podcast. Please do not go to any more Vegas Golden Knights games <laughs> until the season's yeah. over. Regular season, yeah. mate. Knock yourself out. Just go to some, you know, go to a few, but just stay yeah. away. Like, so oh man, <laughs> and we he, we joke about it to the point that I it is a little uncanny because he's probably watched. He's only been to two. He came to a regular season game with me years ago, and then he came to this playoff game. And but he's probably he's been at my house and watched a game with me, or we've gone to a bar to watch a game. Probably fifteen games, maybe twenty games. They've lost every single one. <laughs> it's crazy. Like what are the odds of that happening? You got to wonder. Like, is there something going on there? But 
uh it's just i'm sure it's just chance but he's at this point he's a little wigged out by it you know and he goes to this game and they they get absolutely spanked but uh yeah it's been it's been an interesting series and and the playoffs um it's like you said you you never know which direction it's going to go the the a lot of the vgk fan base was ready to slit their wrists after the after game one and you know i, I kind of was that. in there saying guy i was like guys it's it's one game like if you've if you've seen the stanley cup playoffs before like this the year that the capitals won they went down two zero in at least one series they may have gone they they trailed in a series more than once that year and they went on yeah. to win the stanley cup so it, it yeah you know it's you go down three nothing or something you're in trouble but um yeah down one there aren't game, that many teams you're still in it yeah. that have won from being 3-1 down. Tends yeah, to happen more in the first couple of rounds to the, the later right. rounds. We're not then surprised. Um, but, right. you know, like a lot of the scores, that, and there are a, three, a few 3-1 scores across the piece. Obviously, I'm not going to go through them all on hit now, but I would be amazed if, you know, if even one of the teams that are 3-1 down at the moment managed to turn it around. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly don't see the Jets doing it. The Jets... For me, are the Jets that I was expecting? They're not a bad team, you know. Yeah. They're not. A, they're not a bad hockey team. Um, I think they're missing two or three pieces. They're now missing two or three pieces on top of those two and three pieces they needed because they've had injuries, mm-hmm. and they ride Connor Hellebuck. You know, yeah. He he gets them out of trouble, and not just in the big saves like the one where we talked about earlier. He's just consistently mm-hmm. on it. You know, he's yeah. he's a good goaltender. He's you know he's he's that safety net for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be an easy game five, um, yeah. but I, I feel like Vegas will wrap it up in five. Yeah, I didn't think that originally, yeah. obviously, but I think it now. Right. Well, and and the other thing that's going on that's a disadvantage for the Jets, obviously, is they're more banged up than the Knights are. You were starting to see some of those aches and pains, those bumps and bruises. The Knights are definitely ha- like they've. It's been a physical series. And you can see it, like you can see the hits and you can feel the hits. Like when you're watching the broadcast, there's the hits go way up in the playoffs and you can see the toll that it takes, but Vegas is healthier than Winnipeg right now. And and like, for instance, McNabb missed a shift tonight and he Mm -hmm. clearly is nursing a little something. It's not enough for him to sit out of the game, but he was a bit rattled. He took a hit. And it was kind of in a, I think the same area that he took a, took a hit, a similar hit in another game. And so yeah, he had to sit out a shift and, and like Kessel took a pretty nasty spill. Like you see it happening. So, you know, that these guys are are definitely nursing little aches and pains, which is why if they can wrap it up in five, that would be a huge advantage for the team going into the second round. But, but Winnipeg, unfortunately, Winnipeg has, is more beat up than the Knights and the playoffs are a battle of attrition. And yep. that's a huge disadvantage for them right now, right? The the, the players you you named, like that's going to cost them. And it's interesting when you it's watch them play them. because they can create some really dangerous offensive pushes. So it's like you mm-hmm. said, it, the Jets are a good team, but it boils down to consistency. You know, it boils down to those players that can kind of make the difference in those moments, right? The kind of opportunistic offense. Ultimately for me too, it comes back to the Knights defensive structure, even though it's not perfect at all times, you know, they do when it counts more often than not keep the, you know, keep the jets to the outside. They limit the high danger chances, not all the time, but they do it more than the jets do. And, and, you know, a lot of the sort of the winning goals and the, the, the goals that the Knights have scored that have put them ahead 
have been goals where where they're in dangerous dangerous positions right like mm. right right in the slot <laughs> not yeah. even the high slot <laughs> sometimes right in the middle of the slot right that and that's those are the places you can't let players be period you just can't let them be there because... no because Bruce Wallace got no chance when it's like that yeah no chance whatsoever exactly and and, and even Hellebuck right he stops some of them but that's a goalie is at his biggest disadvantage uh when you're so... right you're right in the middle of the slot and you have a second you know more often than not a lot of good hockey players are going to put it top shelf right like they got a really good chance mm-hmm. and the overtime winner that's what happened there it was freaky the way it went down but that's what happened right in the slot uh it was a quick shot right he didn't really stop it and prep it was just a one-timer but you know top shelf like they say right where mama hides the cookies <laughs> and uh and, and that's the game right and and the Knights are much better at keeping the Jets out of that spot the Jets don't mm-hmm. get a lot of shots from that position and that's about def- defensive structure. And for me, that's the difference yeah. in the series. Um, someone on Twitter tonight said, one of my Twitter buddies mentioned that the the PK concerns him a little bit. And I do, I get that. I, I think especially if yep. they face the Oilers in the second round, that's concerning. <laughs> Looking unlikely, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, man, that series is going to go seven games. That's I think that's going to go seven games with OTs and, I mean, it's tied right it's tied the series is now right um so i believe it is it it did look like it was gonna be um there was a period of time where so it's currently yep so it's tied 2-2 but obviously the oilers pretty much got out of jail because they were three nil down the kings the kings have been seems like they've kind of got the advantage in terms of the momentum but Mm -hmm. uh Oh man, we're only in the first round, brother. It's uh... <laughs> yeah, how many weeks have we got so this stuff? Exhausting. So it's, oh, we'll uh, it's full on, man. So I've got we two questions be... for you. Yeah, two you questions bet. for you, um, and they're nice and easy. So I wanted to cover like what your highlights are so far. So overall, four games, not just game four, and what your lowlights are, um, and on the lowlights, if there are any, what you think needs to change. Mm-hmm. for the Vegas Golden Knights. So highlights, I think your really good players have to heat up. I know it's different for every team, but I feel like especially <laughs> early in the playoffs, your your top players need to heat up because mm-hmm. the deeper you go, the more your top players are going to get shut down. So I feel like that the top players you know, need to sort of carry that load early early in the playoffs while they can right like while they have enough space to do that and i'm happy with that i think that's totally happening i mean stone's been great considering he's just back off of a surgery and he's been playing a lot of third line minutes like he is totally contributing um amazing that he's back in the lineup stone's been great eichel is proving to be a total asset in the playoffs like he's he's heating up he's scoring um Mm -hmm. william carlson's been great like he has very um, good that's exciting to me and and the other players have been good too even if they haven't been scoring but but the 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 top players on the team are doing what they need to be doing i think that's a huge asset um the other asset is that the depth players are doing the same which is another Mm -hmm. thing you need to go deep and you have to have scoring throughout the lineup they're continuing to do that in fact guys that are not normally known as big time like amadio stepping up to the plate howden had two goals tonight that was fantastic these are guys yeah, these are guys you don't 
you don't count on them for a lot of scoring necessarily. Although Matteo had a decent season, but, uh, and Matteo is playing first line minutes right now because Cassidy kind of juggled the lines a bit. So, um, I'm pumped about that. I think it's great. Um, as I mentioned before that, you know, I won't go over it again, but I think the defensive structure, it's not, it's not airtight, but they're definitely playing to their identity in that way. Um, I love that Colasar was tough. Like he didn't like the hit on stone. Colasar dropped the gloves. I, I like did. that the team is, is playing gritty, right. And saying, Hey, if you're going to do that, you're going to pay a price for it. And that's no team wins a Stanley cup without having that kind of grit and determination. Uh, by the way, I don't, I don't know if you saw Colasar's stare down after he scored his goal in game three. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a story to that. Uh, in okay. case any of our listeners don't know, he didn't just pick a random fan to stare down. He knows that guy. So the guy sitting in the front row owns a, a, a local winery in the Winnipeg area. And he was sitting in the front row and his family and friends were sitting in the rows behind him. So if you look at like the still photos of it, everybody behind that guy, all they were all laughing and pointing like these are Winnipeg fans and they had smiles on their faces. So it was a. Right, I mean, like it was playful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it's knew good. that it's, guy. It's, so <laughs> you want to put this stuff in the playoffs, and you know, it's sure. I like it's the, great. Like, it's, it, the even if you didn't know that guy, it's great. <laughs> that's it. This playoff system is designed, whether you like it or not, and you think it should be one to eight or whatever. Then you know, look, Gary Bettman's made his choice, uh, and apparently everybody loves it. But the one thing that is good about this playoff system is you do tend to meet the same people all the time, which means these little like little rivalries between fan bases and between players and, and teams and organizations mm-hmm. start to build. And we're seeing that, you know, I mean, like the Jersey um, Rangers sure. game is quite feisty. The Tampa Toronto game, very feisty fights all over the place in that one, but you are right, mate, just to confirm mm-hmm. your stat from earlier before I give you my take on these things, but it is the most physical series of any playoff series in the going on right now, most hits, which doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And you can see it. You can feel it when you're yeah, watching the you game. You feel like it. It's a big game. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, there's a lot of hits. And, um, but yeah. So, yeah. Well, Eddie, before I actually hit, tell you they my hits, no matter what, they hit no matter what. Yeah. I agree. Now, yeah. yeah talks like about they fall, they, everybody finishes their checks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you talked about highlights, man. And, um, if there if there is any, and I don't want to be, I don't want us to needlessly have to try and find flaws because they're th- they're three one up and they're playing well. And to be honest, if I'm thinking about myself, I struggle to find a low light. But is there anything that you see that you think they should they need to sharpen up with? Anything that concerns you after ignore game do, one? Anything that concerns you after the other last three games? Yeah, I do. I I feel like it's been this has happened now two games in a row. Mm-hmm. where they've gotten a lead, uh, a two-goal lead or a three-goal lead. And and Cassidy even said this in his post-game interview, that they, mm-hmm. instead of continuing to play the way they've been playing, they kind of lean into sort of just playing not to lose, right? Instead yeah, of continuing yeah. their style, they they sort of hunker down a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. I understand that you're going to take fewer risks when you have a three-goal lead or two-goal lead, but... They they definitely sat back a little too much, and that's that's what let Winnipeg back into the game. And they did it a little tonight too, not in Game Four. Tonight in Game Four, not as bad as Game Three, 
but they yep. did it. They did it a little bit, and it's like, ah, gosh, you got to like you don't. It, that's that's nerve wracking to me. I, I feel like it's tough though, because when you get that two or three goal lead, it's very hard to keep playing exactly the same way. But I, I feel like that's you it. have to do that, or at least. You can only just dial it back just a little, meaning don't stretch as much, don't take as many risks, but you still have to be aggressive. You have to keep playing because that let Winnipeg back into the game. And luckily the Knights still won, but boy, that one would have stung if Winnipeg yep. had won that game, game three, you know? It's a very, very good point. And um, yeah, people say best defense is offense. And I, I think in the playoffs, that's right. You just got to keep going. But it, I can understand, yeah, we were kind mm-hmm. of saying it earlier, but when there's a lot on the line, you can understand people just playing not to give up a goal rather than trying to get one. It's why when I WhatsApp you earlier, I said they need that second goal because it looked like they were getting more and more and more in their own defensive shell, which which you don't want it to happen. It's, I understand mm-hmm. why it happens. The players aren't naturally, like they're not consciously thinking about it. It's almost a subconscious. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to lose this game. Knowing how important game four is, I can understand how many. But you know, when it comes to game five, if they go 2-0 up in game five, they just need to keep going. And blow Winnipeg out. Yeah. That's what you want to do. You want to put it to a point where Winnipeg's hearts just go, Ugh, because they know it's done. And then you right. can start to play defensively. Yeah. But that's when you've got a lead that's like four, five, not two. You know, so it's some highlights though for me, mate, because I agree with you. Yeah. I, I've, and- I've been very, very impressed. Eichel, first and foremost, playing great. He's rocking and rolling. He's doing what you want at your big players. Um, and, you know, a lot of pressure on him. Probably why game one was like it was for him, but a lot of pressure on him. Been very impressed. Love the way he plays. He feels very relaxed now. He looks very relaxed. Um, he's playing some of his like fancy plays as well. Some nice little passes going on. I've been very impressed with him. Um, highlight is definitely the injuries for Winnipeg. I know that's a weird way to look at it, but it is. You know that Morrissey's a big loss. If Shifley is out, it's an even bigger loss. They've lost Ealers as well. They're struggling. Um, Ellerbuck is playing well, but. For me at the moment, he's not playing well enough to counter out the other things. And I feel like in, as the games have gone on, and you do see this in playoff series, but they've started to kind of suss him out a little bit in terms of the, the game one, it looked like they were never going to score against him. Whereas now you feel like they've got a, they've mm-hmm. got a chance. They've kind of worked out now. They've got to get close. You know, you, or you've got, to, you've, got to, you know, you've got to do the classic. You've got to shoot from the point but make sure you're screening him so he can't see it until it's too late. And I, and I think some of the goals today were proof of that. The biggest plus for me, though, is what Winnipeg did in game four when they set their lines up. So they changed, they moved around their guys because they were trying, they were originally playing Shifley on the right wing and they moved him to center and they dropped him back a line because I think they were aware that Vegas have got four lines that are all rolling. And Winnipeg didn't. They had two very strong lines and two kind of, bottom six lines right and i think the reason why they're moving that around is because they yeah. know that actually line for line vegas are a stronger team and it was showing you know they okay, they got back in game three and they nearly won it but you know the coach isn't stupid he'll have known that they were part of that was because vegas allowed them to do that you know i it's mm-hmm. it was telling in game four especially for the first two periods the dominance that was there and that was with them shifting those lines around so once you know your competitor is making changes to try and counteract what you're doing, like as a coach, you must feel good because you know, I've got the upper hand here. Like he is now changing his mm-hmm. strategy that he came into the series with to try and counter something we're doing because he knows it's working. You know, so, and I'm not sure Vegas, right. uh, Vegas huh, I'm not sure Winnipeg have got the depth 
to do what Vegas do in terms of having four lines. When you've got Mario, Colasar, people like, that, like you rightly said, they're contributing now. They're not just throwing hits mm-hmm. and blocking shots. They are doing that, but they're they're contributing yeah. on on the scoreboard as well. So absolutely. Well, look look who's on the fourth good. line right now, Barbashev. Yeah, we've got Barbashev on the fourth line. He was playing first line minutes and doing well earlier this year, earlier this season. Yeah. So and they right? said William I mean, Carlson like as well. You know, you've got, yeah. you've got players throughout the lineup who mm-hmm. in other teams would be top six players without even you know, a minute's thought. And mm-hmm. uh, and they're playing various different lines for Vegas and all contribute. And I just think that's what... I agree with the guy, that your Twitter buddy, you said about the penalty kill. I said it coming in. They, that, is, that is a concern. It isn't going to be a concern in this series, though. I'm still sticking with it. And, and you know, and I know we've got to, got to wrap up here, but they go. this is happening in five. I, I, I believe Vegas will... Holds fast now. Um, mm-hmm. It's back home. So back at the fortress. Do it in front of your home fans. Get the job done. Take the couple of days break because some of the guys need it, like McNabb. Right. On to round two. But they need to get it done now. Don't yeah. allow this to go to game six. Definitely. And and fingers crossed, at this point for me, if I were going to choose an opponent, I'd prefer to see the Kings get through strictly because of that. Because the penalty <laughs> kill is struggling a little bit and because yeah. the Oilers the Oilers could win just through the strength of the power play alone. That that would be enough to get them out. That could be enough depending on how many times the Knights go to the box, yeah. right, in a hypothetical series. So, um, and I, part of me feels like the, the Kings might just be a better a better matchup for the Knights. I think they could, they could, they're going to have a good chance against either team, I think, but yeah, I think um, it's going to be tough you know. regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough but regardless, but I think I'd prefer the Kings, whatever happens. I hope, like I said, I hope that series goes seven games. I hope they keep playing a bunch of OT What they've had two <laughs> OT games already. I hope they keep playing a bunch of OT And I hope that when their series is over, they only get a day off or two days off before they're right back (laughs) into round two. (laughs) You harsh man, JP. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's part of what wins Stanley Cups, right? It's it's about health. Like by the time you get to the third round, it it is so much about which team is healthier. And you, by winning a series in fewer games, you earn that reward. Right, you do. You earn the reward of we get earn extra the rest. rest. We get to yep. heal up and be, you know, in better shape than the other team when the round starts. And the Knights have lost in the past based on that, like that long seven game series against the Wild that year. I think that took it out of them. And then I, I think when they faced Montreal, they didn't have a lot left because that yeah. series was a grind, uh, and they they really only lurched ahead in Game Seven. Like by Game yep. Seven, it was clear the Knights had the series. But until then, it was it was a battle, and it was close, and uh, they just were worn out by the time they got there. So mm-hmm. um, it, it it's important now, you know, enjoy it while it lasts because you know that they may be long series the rest of the way out, right? That's often how it goes. But uh, just a few days extra rest could make a big difference. I agree. That's why they got to get it done. So mm-hmm. um, I know today's been short and sweet, guys, uh, but we, we are trying to do that so that we can stay on top of it. Hopefully you guys have had a chance to listen to this before Game 5. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> all this may have become pointless, but hopefully you have. <laughs> um, and, and look, right. and, you know, obviously we've made the choice to change the uh, podcast up a couple of weeks back and uh, the support we've had off you guys <clears throat> since we did that has been fantastic. So thank you very much for that. Thank you for the, the views on YouTube, the listens on the various different podcast networks that you, you picked this up from, Spotify, Apple, Definitely. whoever. Um, so thank you for all of that. 
Uh, and for those of you that checked out our website as well, so that's Gold and Steels, A N D uh, dot Vegas. Uh, that's still it's new and running. So if you want to check that out, please do. For those that have, thank you. Uh, and look, we will be back. The plan is to do a a kind of summary of the series. Um, hopefully, after it's finished in Game Five, we might not do it straight after that. But that is the the plan of the next episode. But we will be doing more regular regular episodes all the way through the playoffs. Um, we should be. Should be good. So, JP, look, it's been fantastic as always chatting with you. Let's hope Vegas can do it in five. And absolutely. the next podcast we record can be nice and positive. So, yeah, absolutely. Next, the next cool. podcast we record will be about to light into round two, hopefully. Yeah. So. Or, or, or they'll be enjoying their rest while we prep, while we wait for, to see who the opponent's going to be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's let's hope so. Let's hope so. I'm with you, Kings, all the way, please. So, until then, look, stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.